Would you like to be able to start conversations like a pro? Take The Sunday World, your daily dose of what's going on. Do not consume The Sunday World if you're involved in a drug cartel, you're a politician with something to hide, or you've appeared on a reality TV show and care about others' opinions. Consume The Sunday World responsibly. Always read the stories, gossip, and commentary. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. We've just a week to go now before we're live on stage with the new show, Cocaine Cowboys. Final tickets on sale from mcd.ie, our venues. Maurice O'Shea Salazar was operating a cell of the Sinaloan cartel, but really they were monitoring cocaine moving from Bolivia to Chile and then to Europe. Even this crystal meth seizure, there is a clear suggestion that a large portion of this was destined for Australia. And they have a whole European network that's laid bare by EncroChat. They are not merely sourcing the drugs in, in Colombia. They have the ability to move it all around Europe. I'm Nicola Talent, and you're listening to Crime World, a podcast about criminals, drugs and the sins of the underworld in Ireland and across the globe. An extraordinary drug seizure of more than 30 million euro in meth at Cork Port has resulted in a number of searches around premises in Kerry, Cork and Waterford and a focus on the Irish links with the notorious Sinaloa cartel. Today, I'm talking with Niall Donald about Mexico's biggest drug mob and its Irish connections. This is Crime World, a podcast from sundayworld.com. just going to say this is all on Rory. If I look like a sort of a twerp beside you, because I'm in a small chair. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so extraordinary events really from Friday in Kerry. Yeah. And it comes on the back of a podcast we did and some reporting we did in the Sunday World about the links between Ireland and the Sinaloa cartel, which seemed extraordinary at the time. But um, so basically, m- crystal meth substance yep. believed to be crystal meth, valued at about 32.8 million. Now, I think that might go up. There yeah. were suggestions initially that it could have been 60 million euro worth of crystal yeah. meth. Yeah, I mean, it was reported in in one of the papers today it could be have a street value of, you know, four or five times that 30 really? million given, you know. Um, so, look, it's, it's... It's a massive seizure. It's the biggest ever here in the country. Yeah, I think it... I think I read that it's as big as all other previous seizures. It's bigger than all other previous Together. seizures combined. Yeah, yeah, added up. Because, of course, we don't really have a problem with meth in this country. It's not a substance we really use. It is a street drug and it is bought by sort of polydrug users. 
But in general, it's not the same as we speak to colleagues of ours in Australia and New Zealand where there's a huge meth problem, yeah. you know, as big as our cocaine problem. But it's a kind of a drug that has never taken on here. Certainly there's been warnings about it and there's been a lot of nervousness that it would uh, find its place because it's it's very destructive. Yeah, I mean, we have had a lot of other synthetic kind of uh, uppers, I suppose, or amphetamines that have that have been sold in Ireland. Um, but the actual crystal meth, which is sort of a, a one of the more pure and more dangerous forms, hasn't really taken on. I think it's it's just not been that exporting route previously. Um, meth and similar substances really took hold in 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 Australia and New Zealand because of the what was or at least had been a difficulty in getting cocaine into the country um, getting it moved in there, getting it shipped in and met as well in it, in the US. It really spiked um, just after the turn of the century. Um, and again, it was being produced by the Mexican cartels. Um, famously, of course, Breaking Bad was mm. kind of a, showed some of the dynamics there where where it was being it was able to be produced on, in America itself, um, but it was also being produced by the the cartels and shipped in, probably as a as maybe as an as an easier substance to to get across or to to make themselves without having to rely on the production from from Colombia. Because the Sinaloa cartel was once headed up by Joaquim El Chapo Guzman, who's now in prison for the rest of his days in the States. He was extradited after, you know, quite a colourful history of escaping prisons and yeah. um, hiding up in the mountains and all the rest of it. But it's now his sons who are running it. And yeah. the Sinaloa is, you know, maybe 2,000, 3,000 strong. It's an absolutely enormous gang. It's a narco network that has really threatened the stability of Mexico's government and army. Um, they have gone to battle with the army in the past yep. and they've taken uh, casualties from the army. Um, but the, the Sinaloans became experts in cooking meth, as it's called. But they not only cook it in their own country, they do export chefs, basically, to yep. teach people in other countries how to make it. And there's been warnings in some Europol documents that the Mexicans are taking a foothold in Amsterdam in Europe and that the worry is that they are seeing Europe as a possible new market for meth. That has been coming kind of in the past, say, couple of years in the in the Europol reports, which are always pretty much on the ball. Yeah. And of course, they, they part of what the, the Sinaloa cartel did was they uh, developed routes for the precursor drugs, as it's called, similar to fentanyl, where, you know, there's there's the base chemicals that are needed to create to to cook meth, um, they weren't they weren't uh, they were buying them from China and from other places in Asia, and then to be brought into Mexico or wherever, and then it would be cooked into the into the the, for, the narcotic form basically. So there was a fear from Europol that these precursor drugs would be sourced across the world by the Mexican cartels, then brought into um, into into Europe, and then it would be cooked in Europe. Um, using those Mexican skills, and we have we had one guy um, who was obviously convicted recently in 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 Holland in the Netherlands for doing just that, because there was actually a meth lab discovered in yeah. the Netherlands around the time of the EncroChat yeah. hack, and in the aftermath of that, when they moved in on certain groupings, and actually EncroChat is very key in this investigation here in Ireland as well. 
So to bring it back a bit, I suppose, now we have to put our hands up and say we cannot claim, yeah. uh, you know, that this story appeared in the Sunday world and all of a sudden there was a massive guard no. operation and they caught all this meth. The fact of the matter is that there's a grouping here in Ireland that have been under investigation for at least a year yeah. by the Drugs and Organised Crime Group and particularly by local police in the Cork, in the Kerry and the Cork areas. Um, I think the most recent and up to date is that there's further searching going on in recent days by Gardaí, aided by the Defence Forces, not only in Cork Kerry, but it's also in Waterford in, a, in industrial premises. Now, what they're looking for is evidence on whether or not this drug came in ready for market, the crystal meth, or whether it was cooked yeah. here in Ireland. That isn't clear yet, and we certainly can't confirm anything around that. But um, did they bring from Mexico a container loaded with the crystal meth ready for market or was some sort of mixing done here in this country? And given the um, the long-term associations between Sinaloa and Ireland, which have only just come to light, I mean, going back to the EncroChat hack, yeah. which was in 2020. Yeah, 2020. In, in April, May, June of 2020. Yeah. At that point, the Spanish police were getting information on an Irish guy called Maurice O'Shea Salazar, yeah. who had previously been based in Kerry, but had moved to Barcelona. And they were up on those EncroChat phones and they were monitoring the movement of drugs from Mexico uh, into both Ireland and the UK. Yeah, Maurice O'Shea Salazar was operating a cell of the Sinaloan cartel, but really they were monitoring the cocaine moving from Bolivia to Chile and then to Europe and then to Ireland and the UK. And even this crystal meth seizure, it's there's no there is a clear suggestion that some of this or a large portion of this was destined for Australia. Mm. So what you really see with those Encro chat and it's hugely detailed over many, many pages um into the O'Shea Salazar network is um you know, there's the movement of the physical movement of drugs, but really what you see is the logistical uh, hold this gang had, this Sinaloan Irish gang had. So they have people in various ports across Europe, initially in Spain, three or four ports, um, Valencia, including Valencia. Um, then they have other people in other ports. Um, they have people in, 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 in Holland and in Belgium and in Ireland, it's believed. And they have this expertise at getting packages onto ships, onto containers. They have a network of truckers who collect it. They have a system to prove it's arrived. And really, they're they're like a logistical operation. I mean, mm. they're kind of like uh, Amazon, yeah. you know, who are really moving the stuff around. Mm. Um, and they have a whole European network that's laid bare by EncroChat. Um, they are not merely sourcing the drugs in, in Colombia and letting it letting it happen. They are have the ability to move it all around Europe. And obviously this investigation into this this crystal met um is really looking at at that, you know, how this this shipment, which seems there's clear suggestions that it was a large portion of it was due to be again moved to Australia. So this gang are are using Ireland as a kind of a staging post then to distribute drugs further, I suppose. So a few things have gone on. So before the EncroChat hack of 2020, this grouping had already been identified because of a court case in Chile. Well, they've been, yes, but even before that, they've been identified by the Drug Enforcement Agency in the US who'd sent tip-offs to both European and Chilean 
police forces. Okay. So that's where it, the original information came on. So we're talking about 2017, 2018, so, yes. in around there, at yeah. which point Maris O'Shea Salazar had moved from Calorglan and Kerry to yeah. Barcelona, yeah. where he was living with a girlfriend. And it had been identified that this network were sort of the European arm of the Sinaloa yes. cartel. So Maris O'Shea Salazar's mother yeah. is related to one of Joaquim El Chapo Guzman's first or one yeah. of his one of his wives, basically. Yeah. She would be the aunt of what are called the Chapitos. Yeah, as far as we know. And, I, and in fact, that that actual family distinction is never made clear, but she's described as a relative of them. And obviously they they share a surname. She shares a surname with So there could be one step away from it an aunt. Be, it could, could be, be kind of a second exactly, cousin or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. Anyway, they are very much, despite their size, the Sinaloans, despite the fact there's 2,000 or 3,000 members, they are headed up by a familial grouping. 100%. Which is extraordinary to think how big yep. they got. Uh, from that, usually the familial groupings we're talking about aren't anywhere near as big. Um, but obviously, Mexico is a hub of drugs for the globe and especially for that American market, which is yeah. so huge. But um, so that around 2017, 2018, Maris O'Shea Salazar's mother. Yeah. What was her first name again? Uh, Yolanda. Yolanda. And she's based out in Chile. She's living in Chile. No, in fact, Maris O'Shea first sets up this network with other people. Um, He he, he basically, um, the drugs are bought in Bolivia by the Sinaloa cartel, by the Chapitos, and then they outsource moving those drugs to Europe to Maris O'Shea. That's, that's possibly his their cousin or, or possibly or, their cousin or whatever. A relative anyway, a relative, a yeah. trusted relative. So they're the Sinaloa cartel are buying these drugs en masse in Bolivia, mostly concerned about moving them into the US. Um, however, they put him in charge of moving some of them directly into Europe themselves. On and this their in particular is the cocaine from Bolivia. This is, this cocaine. is meth coming out no, of Bolivia. This is, no, this is cocaine. Yeah. So he sets up this network. He sets up a range of companies. He has people in place in Chile. They bring the drugs across the border. He makes that arrangement. Um, once they're in Chile, obviously that's judged to be maybe a better staging post for Europe than the traditional ones in Colombia or whatever that are under a lot of pressure. Um, at some point, he sets up this network. They start doing dummy runs. Um, they 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 have the people in the port set up now. Presumably. This has all happened before as well. But this is the one that you can see happening in live time in, yeah. in Anchor Chat. Somebody gets sick and he's, Maris O'Shea sends back his his mother to take over operations along with her as brother. You as, as you do. So they they come back and kind of take charge of it. And that's all happens during the Anchor Chat hack. Um, she's ultimately, they have these networks of ways to bring it in, mostly on container ships, legitimate container ships, they're using perishable goods. So if goods come in from South America, bananas will be one that you see all the time. They can't be held up for weeks to while checks are done. They get through this green channel, which means that they have to be dealt with quickly. There's only a tiny percentage of these things are actually checked. And um, particularly if you're if you use uh, if you're a company that does it regularly, you're much less likely to be checked. So he has people to to hide them in these shipments, unknown to the companies. It's different from say the MV Machu, where it's clear that that yeah. ship was solely for that purpose. So he's hiding them. He has people they land in Spain or wherever, and then he has other 
he has truckers, a yeah. lot of them Irish. A lot of them Irish, yeah. They collect and move it to other ports and move it in. And he has, you know, certainly according to himself, he has people in various ports around Europe who, you know, help it through. And like everybody else during the Encro Chat hack, they'd no idea that their business dealings were being listened into. They had yeah. been sold this idea, this dream almost, that they were on these impenetrable communication networks. And that was one of the real takeouts from EncroChat, that they were speaking so openly. Yeah. And sometimes they were still using a little bit of, you know, the the kind of the the, the language they use yeah. as opposed to but it's really minor. Describing cocaine. But I mean, you can make it out. I mean, you don't need to be a rocket scientist to make it out. I mean, I think that's more habit with them than anything that they're using those those groupings. But very openly kind of running the business. Yeah, and you see, he's actually, you know, amazingly, in order to prove that the shipments have arrived, they're telling people to take a picture. Yeah. So you have to take a picture of it. Here it is in, in prove you've arrived. Yeah. Because obviously these shipments go missing. Um, so what you see there in that Encro chat is that he has, he certainly has a guy in Liverpool that that is, is really is, is one of his right-hand man. But he also has a network in Ireland and there, he's communicating with a number of people in Ireland, mm. um, including one guy very prominently um, who who has been arrested um, as part of this crystal meth seizure. And they're interacting all the time. Um, he's there's there's records of flight logs as as they meet in in Spain, and you see that it's not that he's put his Irish roots behind him, Maris O'Shea Salazar. He's still relying on people that that he has obviously come to know while in Ireland mm. and people they have come to know. Um, Maris O'Shea, by the way, is currently believed to be in Mexico. There yeah. is an extradition warrant by the Chileans who want him before the courts there. His mother has since been jailed, yeah, she's as serving. is her brother. Yeah, they're serving, I think it's 25 years in total, 12 and 13. So that end of it has been cracked as such, but they still want Maris O'Shea there. And he is understood to be hiding out in Mexico somewhere. Yeah, uh, He's no longer certainly in Spain. But in Ireland, this search that... Uh, in the port of Cork with this crystal meth that was hidden in machinery yeah. in a container, um, which is a classic way. We've seen that again and again. Drug gangs yeah. manipulate machinery um, to hide it because I think particularly certain metals will negate the x-ray yeah, checks that are happening in, in ports and with customs and that. And that's why they particularly like those kind of big pieces of machinery. But also in Ireland, there have been some firearms discovered. Yeah. Um, now, putting together a case like this is a big job. Yeah. I mean, this again isn't something that happens overnight. We were able to use the files we had yeah. from EncroChat and from Chile to piece together what had happened at a particular window of time during yeah. the EncroChat hack. But there's a bigger story here and this has been going on longer than the three months of the EncroChat hack. So we've kind of, we're talking probably millions and millions, tens of millions of, of, of drugs, possibly hundreds of millions of drugs have been transported. I think, I think it's fair to say the network have transported hundreds of millions yeah. of drugs. Um, and this had been going on for some years really before this has been, this has ever happened. But uh, so putting together a case like that is a huge job. It, you know, the arrests come Usually what happens is somebody can be arrested, yeah. but everything, a piece of evidence has to be put to them during questioning yeah. and arrest and that can be used in a later court case. Things that aren't put to them during arrest can't be used. Yeah. Now, sometimes people can be re-arrested a second time after yeah. some months, but the guardy behind the scenes will be putting together a, a file for the Director of Public Prosecutions, presumably into the wider 
sort of network, this this actual, you know, gang structure existence and what it's been doing. But I would imagine that the discovery of the firearms might be something that would lead to quicker charges than the kind of the bigger case. Yeah, I mean, look, obviously there, people have to be, you know, traditionally people had to be caught red-handed, didn't they? Yeah. You know, obviously there's a huge amount of, of, of drugs seized, but whether how that connects to... To, to the network that exists in Ireland will be, you know, we don't we don't fully know. I mean, I think what you're seeing is we saw a real good snapshot of that Irish operation. Obviously, things have continued um, following that snapshot, whether Maris O'Shea Salazar is still directing it, we don't know. But you can see that it's that logistical aspect of it is is definitely still going on. And even the idea that something comes to Ireland and then it's been further shipped to Australia, I mean, I think is incredible as well because... But you see, you know, you talk about your green channels, like Ireland wouldn't be seen as a high risk of a transportation hub of crystal meth to Australia. Yeah. They're always clever. They're always kind of using and seeing opportunities. I did see somewhere a suggestion that the Kinnahan cartel really sort of opened up Ireland as a a hub. Yeah. Because... um, they sort of brought it to the international stage that, and I mean, look, we know that Ireland has been used as a kind of a transport route to the UK for yeah. years and years and decades. But, um, and also indeed into Europe, but I don't think we've ever seen it being used as a hub to Australia before. No. And yeah, the Kinhans are getting the blame for that, <laughs> for kind of like flying the Irish flag, I shall suppose. we say, in the international drugs market. I mean, I think, it, look, it's fascinating when you when you look at it, it that, that whole that whole, the business of moving the stuff is so important, even more so even than get just getting your hands on the raw, the raw product. But it's, it, look, it's an incredible story. Um, just the global reach of, of these organizations and the interconnectedness, um, just it's, it, you know, again, it's one of those things that it, it almost sounds fantastical till you mm. see it. Happening. Um, and look, we'll come back to this because um, this story is just going to develop and develop. And as I say, there's a huge thing behind it. This isn't something that yeah, just I happened mean, in think, a flash. This was a, a long term operation. And no doubt we will eventually hear the evidence. Yeah, I mean, court. I think there was really interesting stuff in uh, Ken Foy had a, a piece that was in, in the Irish Independent and the, the, the Sunday World about the links of these Irish Sinaloans to, to the family gang. Mm. Um which is is fascinating because I think you see that they're, as well as logistical people, they had a network they were supplying uh, in Ireland and obviously the Kinnan cartel became much less prominent in the supplying of drugs, uh, you know, as some, or their network at least was dismantled within this country. And you can see these other, this other gang, obviously, it, there is a Because of course they, the family always had their independent suppliers as well as the Kinnahans. I mean, yeah. There's no doubt they bought yeah. stuff off the Kinnahans who didn't back yeah. in their heyday. But um, the family's strength and really what saw them grow to the proportions they did in the aftermath of the beginnings of that takedown of the Kinahan Network from 2016 yeah. onwards was that they had their own suppliers. They had their own suppliers and they, they exactly, we sometimes think, oh, they're linked to the Kinahans, that means they can only get it from them. But that, that was never the case with them and they mm. did deal with the, the George, the Penguin Mitchell Network as well and obviously these, these people as well. Yeah. Okay, well, look, we'll come back to it, no doubt. Thanks, Nicola. You've been listening to Crime World, a podcast from sundayworld.com, produced by Ian Mullaney and edited by me, Nicola Talent. Research assistant is Claude Amini. If you like this show and love true crime, leave us a review. Or why not download the free sundayworld.com app 
for lots more stories from Ireland and across the globe. Would you like to be able to start conversations like a pro? Take The Sunday World, your daily dose of what's going on. Do not consume The Sunday World if you're involved in a drug cartel, you're a politician with something to hide, or you've appeared on a reality TV show and care about others' opinions. Consume The Sunday World responsibly. Always read the stories, gossip, and commentary.